Welcome to the Negro Leagues, our major leagues podcast, a production of Sports Reference. And I'm your host, Curtis Harris. Up to that time, that all you had was primarily white players and some minority players that managed to slip through the cracks. That passion for the game was very much part of our family history and in ways I didn't quite know it until I was a full-grown adult. There are way more individual black women's teams playing than most people are aware of. In June of 2021, Sports Reference dramatically expanded its database of statistics related to Negro League Baseball. However, the story of black baseball goes beyond plate appearances and innings pitched. These black ball players were major league quality, but were not treated as such by the American and National Leagues. These African Americans were citizens of the United States, but were not treated as such by the government of their own country. So to fully understand the black baseball experience is to dig deeper into the history of the United States during the years that the color line existed in baseball. You know, listening to his stories was just mind-boggling, especially how they traveled and how they dealt with some of the racism. And he was telling me, he used to tell me how when they would go down south and they couldn't go to certain hotels, how the community would embrace them and they would stay at certain uh, community homes and people in the community would stay in their homes and everybody wanted Josh to stay at their house. And it was, he said, yeah, everybody wanted my father to stay at their house and the broad range of topics we cover in this podcast include the business operations of Negro League Baseball. Him traveling either to St. Louis or Kansas City was just as viable uh, for him to increase his profits than having Kansas City and St. Louis constantly going to Chicago. The importance of stadiums for Negro Leaguers. And the only thing that's left of where the baseball, the Montgomery Gray Sox and other Negro League teams played in 1932 is a long um, football style grandstand that had been the first base side and right field grandstand. How the color line was set up in the first place. One of the important things to understand is this is how race is constructed in professional baseball. And subsequently brought down. But they always tried to find ways to get an affiliation in each time. Uh, the major and even the minor league administrators always put a, a, a obstacle or hurdle that made it hard for the Negro League to affiliate with them. The role that women had in black baseball. As most people may or may not know, she is the only woman currently, I like to say, um, elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And the connections between Latin and black baseball during those years. Yeah, and this is like the core of my first book, Playing America's Game, is studying that question. How is the color line applied to Latinos? Oh, and also, of course, we'll discuss how statistics for Negro Leagues were compiled historically. Interestingly enough, it's the coverage that we get in terms of box scores is a lot better the farther back you go. So 1920s, we've got eh, box scores for... 95%, in some cases, 100% of games that were played. And also had it cataloged and recovered in the years since. You just have to have to piece all of this together. That just takes forever because not, you know, there, there, there is not, you know, one centralized place to go for newspapers, you know. With the help of historians. I always say partly by, by day, I'm a history professor. Researchers. 
and I've been doing uh, New League research for about almost 25 years. Activists. I'm also the founder, uh, past president, current chair of the Friends of Historic Camp Traffic Stadium. And others. I am the great-grandson of Hall of Famer Josh Gibson. This podcast hopes to celebrate and recognize the fact that Negro Leagues are major leagues. As for myself, the host of this pod, I admit that I might not be the obvious choice for the role. I am a sports historian, no doubt about that, but my forte is basketball. However, I'm keenly interested in the history of this country, the people in it, and how they've lived and worked together. Black baseball shines a particular light on the perseverance and ingenuity of African-Americans in the face of segregation. And thus, they shine a particularly important light on the history of the United States. However, we must also be honest about the other light that is shown when we discuss black baseball. Segregation did not simply happen. It was built and maintained by white Americans who desired to exploit black Americans. And as several, several of our guests note, even when baseball began the process of integration, this was done in a manner that favored white interests over those of black interests. Our guests do an excellent job explaining just how pervasive segregation was and how it touched every aspect of American life, not just baseball. Ask any American who lived, grew up during that period, they will tell you the same thing. And not to get too personal, but my own family history makes the point. My mom went to segregated schools in Texas when she was a child, when, and I do emphasize the when, she and her classmates got hot lunches, they were bused to a white school to get that food. Upon receiving the food, they were put right back on the bus and sent to their black school. No mingling was allowed with white students in that lunchroom, and definitely they were not allowed to share classroom space. My mother also recall, recalls walking with her grandfather, my great-grandfather, who was a Baptist preacher, and as a grown man, walking along the sidewalks, he would have to step aside to make room for white children and address the boy or girl as sir or ma'am. This wasn't merely a joke uh, to entertain a child, but a sort of racial insurance to make sure that my great-grandfather did not cause any trouble with the white adults who might have considered him uppity in that situation. So when simply surviving was a demanding task, deciding that you were going to challenge a system was a tall, even dangerous order. And black baseball, the Negro Leagues, lived a beautiful life challenging that system. I came into this series with a basic appreciation for what the men and women of Negro League Baseball did. And I leave it not just uh, appreciative, but completely impressed by the work they did, as well as by the work that our guests have done and their determination to compile and share this history. So over the next several weeks, whether you're a baseball aficionado, a novice, or somewhere in between, I hope that the Negro Leagues or Major Leagues provides you that same impression and that same appreciation for what black baseball accomplished and what it means for America and its history. The Negro Leagues or Major Leagues, a podcast by Sports Reference. First episode drops this Thursday, June 17th, and new episodes will follow every Thursday after that. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.